Hello all and welcome to a new episode of The Tapestry, the place where we share our stories of faith, where we share our stories of life, where we, you know, dive into the tapestry that we call life, the threads that we're weaving, that ultimately God is our design and he can see the end result. He can see what our thread is going to turn into. He can see what all the hard times and all the good times, what all of these stories of our walk of faith, what they will turn into one day. We're just trying to bring light to them, to share in them together, to encourage one another and just spend a little bit of time devoting ourselves to the wonderful ways that God works in our life. And so today I'm going to be diving into a poem called No Karma Waters. This is a poem I wrote about two months ago, a month and a bit ago. It's all about peace and the peace that we carry with us. And I spoke about this a lot in the last episode, so I won't dive too much into peace into peace this time around. But, you know, while we're walking through faith, you know, it's not always an easy road. It's not always a simple road. We can sometimes feel like we're being tossed and turned around, like we don't have a choice in our journey. And that can sometimes be true. You know, God does give us free will, but sometimes it can feel like the world is just, you know, battering us into a corner or restricting us or taking away from where we want to go or we might even have a prophecy from the Lord a calling on our heart that we're trying to get to but every time we try and go into that the world you know takes us away from that you know like a boat trying to get into the harbor can see the lighthouse it can see where it needs to go but the storm is just not allowing it to get there sometimes we just have to be patient or sometimes we need to find a different way around and you know life is It's not a predictable thing. We can plan as much as we want for who we want to be, for the person that we want to be in the world, for how we want to act, for who we want to help. And uh, sometimes it doesn't work out in the way that we expect. Sometimes something beautiful can come of it or something horrible can come of it. Or sometimes we make mistakes. You know, we are human. From the moment we're born, we fall short. You know, that's why we need to rely on God and his grace and his mercy to help us and we rely on his strength to help us get to the place where we need to be we can't do that in our own strength and sometimes you know it feels like as much as we try as much as we pray as much as we devote ourselves to the lord the world still takes us away from where we need to be so that's sort of what this poem is all about it's about as though we are a drop of water in the ocean following the lifespan of a drop of water you know it can fall from the clouds as rain it can be washed down a river it can be spread over the plains in a flood it can travel through the deepest darkest cave in the world or be on the surface of the most tranquil pond in the Garden of Eden. You know, a drop of water can go anywhere, and a drop of water doesn't often have a choice in where it goes. It just goes where the flow of the life, you know, takes it. It just has no choice. It just goes wherever it is needed. And that's sometimes how we feel as humans, as I said. You know, sometimes we feel like that drop of water that's just being passed around from stream to stream, from river to river, from ocean to ocean, that we don't get a choice in where we end up. But at the end of the day, God always has us. God always takes us into his loving arms. God always has a plan for our lives. And even though it feels like this random mess of floods and rapids and tidal pools and rivers and all these things he has a glorious plan on our lives he is designed this from before we were born he has placed it on our hearts and he will help us and guide us in that journey and he'll always get us to where we need to be so when we understand that we can start to rest in this promise that he's given us he, we can rest 
in his covenant with us, when we start to rest and understand this new covenant that he will always guide us to green pastures, the world becomes a more peaceful place. We can flow with the rivers of life. We can flow in our tapestry. We can go with it knowing full well that God has it and that he has a plan and that's all right. All we need to do is rest in him, trust him, have our faithfulness, keep our faith day to day, clothe ourselves in the Holy Spirit and he will get us to where we need to be. So if you are currently driving and listening to this, please don't do what I ask of you to do. But if you're sitting at a desk or sitting somewhere where you can access it, please head to my website, which you can find on my Instagram page, the Tapestry Podcast. And then you can just log on to that website and find the poem, No Calm Waters. I encourage you just to either read along with it, um, meditate on the words for a little bit by yourself, or just close your eyes and listen to the words. Um, again, if you're driving, please don't close your eyes. Um, but if you're in a safe space, I encourage you to just give it a listen or read along with me and then, you know, go on with the podcast later as I dive into the the message behind it and, and kind of my analysis of how and why I wrote it. No calmer waters. Pass me over like rushing water, Rapids and tidal pools, a passenger's life of ease. Send me forward with flowing streams on banks and tidy river walls. Cool me down with a gentle breeze. Run me over bedrock, worn smooth with time, the gentle passing of the age. Craft me in the caves, serene, small or grander halls, sweet perfume of hyssop and sage. Throw me over falls, through floods and river banks, always breathing softly. Cast me to the ocean, rolled in thundering waves. No calmer the waters shall be. I hope you enjoyed it. It's really one of my favorite poems. I wrote it when I was sitting at the coffee shop at my church, Warmer Methodist, here in PE. And I was just sitting outside and it was a lovely, beautiful winter's day. Sun was shining, no clouds in the sky. Just the, the birds in the trees, you know, the sound of, of the robins and the sparrows. Um... And yeah, it was just, again, a place of peacefulness. It's been a season of me trying to figure out and understand how peacefulness works. Um, as I spoke about a lot in my last episode, you know, how we carry it with us. Peacefulness is not a place, you know. It's not somewhere that we can go to and feel God's peace. It's not something that we need to do, something that we can replicate by our own strength. You know, peacefulness is not a place. It's not something that we can go to. It's not something that we have to go to a specific place for. And peace is not the same as peacefulness. Peace in the Holy Spirit is something that we carry with us. It's a gift. It's a fruit of the Spirit that is given to us freely that we can draw on at any period of time. And so as we imagine life as like a drop of water, you know, sometimes it feels like we're being whisked here and there. And as hard as we try, we can never get to be the person that we want to be, or our faith can never be as strong as we hope it will be, or we never clothe ourselves in the spirit as regularly as we hope, you know. We fall short every single day by either by our own wrongdoings or by the fact that the world is just a fallen world. It's not a place of perfection. It's not a place where we can hope to be perfect. But in our peace that comes from the spirit, we can rest in that. And as I said earlier, you know, if we rest in our faith and we trust in the Lord and we let him craft us to who we need to be, then we get to a place of success. Then we get to a place of peace. Then we can rest knowing that every day he has us in our arms and that he has a plan for us. And that plan is glorious and it's going to work out in the end.
And so that's why the poem is basically this story of a droplet of water. Pass me over like rushing water, rapids and tidal pools. Send me forward with flowing streams on banks and tidy river walls. Run me over bedrock. Craft me in the caves, you know, small caves, grand caves. Throw me over the waterfalls. Throw me through floods, through riverbanks. Cast me into the ocean. Roll me in thundering waves. A droplet of water can go anywhere. We don't plan our life, you know, as much as we try. We don't get to choose where we're going to be in 50 years. Obviously, our choices have a huge impact on who we become. But ultimately, God has crafted who we will become already. He's placed that on our hearts. He knows our name from before we were born. He knows our purpose. And he has called us to that purpose already. We can be sent anywhere in the world. We can be sent to the ocean. We can be sent to a tidy river wall. We can be sent in flowing streams or rapids or wherever. We are that droplet of water that's, that I'm describing in the poem. However, in the poem, every third line is supposed to represent the peace that comes with living a life filled with faith. The understanding and the knowledge that through wherever we are sent to, be it by our own choices or not by our own choices, we will be all right and we are taken care of. That Jesus has, you know, is walking with us. He is carrying us. He is helping us. He gives us rest when we need it. He gives us provision when we require it. He will never put us in places that we cannot handle or give us tasks that we can't do. And so every third line is just reminding ourselves as we go through this crazy story that we call life that God has it and that he has a plan and that plan is glorious. And I just want to run through some scripture that backs up this, this idea. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. The Lord has plans for us, and they're not going to harm us. You know, even if we're sent to the thundering waves or we're sent over waterfalls, he will never put us in a place of harm. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lead not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. If we don't understand why we're being sent somewhere or why the world is holding us back or why we need to be patient or what we need to do, you know, all these questions that we always have of, oh God, I just want to be here or I just want to be that person or I just want to be consistent or I just want that car or I just want that house or I you know I just wish I had a calling on my life for this specific thing you know we just need to give that up give up our questions and just trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not on our own understanding we need to trust that he is putting us into the right places at the right times and giving us the things that we need and if we submit to him we can flow with the waters of grace we can flow with the waters that flow from heaven and we do not need to be anxious anymore. We do not need to be worried in these chaotic places. We can trust in him. And of course, the famous Romans 8.28, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. I know I go to Romans 28 a lot. Um, and if you listen to any more podcasts or read anything that I write, I probably mention this way too many times. But it's it's so true, you know. It's... Life is so unexpected, but he works everything for good, even when we mess up, you know, even if it's our own choice that forces us to be rolled in thundering waves, he will always have us. He will always care for us. He will always bring us back to our straight path. So as I said, every third line sort of 
goes back into this idea that no matter where we are, God always has us. So I just want to run through a couple of them and just explain them a little bit more. In that first paragraph, passengers' life of ease. We're not passengers in life, you know, we have free choice, but sometimes it can feel like we are passengers, right? And at the end of the day, we are passengers to God's plan. He has, you know, he's he's the designer he's got it in his hands he's the creator he's the end in the beginning he knows what will happen before it happens so we are passengers to that plan however if we as i said before you know proverbs 3 verse 5 and 6 trust in the lord and lean not on your own understanding when we lean into that when we lean into our faith when we lean into the peace that the holy spirit gives us day on day, if we clothe ourselves in the Holy Spirit, then it becomes easy. Then it's a passenger's life of ease. We don't feel like we need to be driving from the back seat or fighting with the car or trying to swim upstream. We embrace that that life of being a passenger that we can just give it to God and say, cool, you know what you have for me and I trust you in that. And then our life becomes so much easier if we just flow with those rivers of love. If we flow with the waters of grace, they will take us to where we need to be. Moving further down on the poem, cool me down with a gentle breeze. When the Lord sees that we need help or rest or provision, he always gives it to us. Psalms 23 says, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in pastures green. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. The Lord will always refresh us. And again, even if it's by our own choice or by the world's choice or by God's choice, if we need help, we can always rest assured that he will give us what we need. He will be the gentle breeze that cools you down in the hot sun. He will be the water that quenches your thirst. He will be the energy that you need to get up in the morning. He will be whatever you need in whatever circumstance. So wherever life takes you, be it difficult, be it peaceful, be it fun, be it not so fun, he will give us what we need. And then in the fourth paragraph, sweet perfume, hyssop and sage. Psalm 51, when David is writing about um, asking for forgiveness and he's just committed adultery with Bathsheba and he's really dealing with his sin he Psalm 51 you know is a is a plea for for cleansing and it's a plea for forgiveness from the Lord and David writes cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean wash me and I will be whiter than snow hyssop is used many times in the Old Testament as sort of the symbol of God's grace and favor and cleanliness and David uses it as a symbol of being clean with hyssop. I mean, hyssop is just a herb. There's no, um, as far as I know, there's no, you know, significance to hyssop itself. But it's used as the symbol of purification almost. If we're washed clean with hyssop by the Spirit, we will be clean and we will be made whiter than snow. And this line is really important to me. I feel like the rest of the poem talks about how the world might push us into places that we don't want to go but sometimes we put ourselves in those situations we have free choice we can mess up and we do (laughs) we make mistakes every day we sin every day and that's all right because the lord will always cleanse us he will always purify us with hyssop he will make us sweet perfume again he will make my aroma sweet again in the world he will take my mistakes and make them into something greater than anything that i could have imagined Therefore, we can rest, trusting in the Lord for provision, for peace, for protection, for success. If we rest and trust in him, he will take us to where we need to be. And finally, the last stanza is a conclusion of everything that I've talked about so far. 
Cast me to the ocean, rolled in thundering waves, no calmer the waters shall be. Here, I'm, when I say the word ocean, I mean the world. You know, the Lord has cast us into this fallen world at birth. We are nothing but droplets, you know, in this vast creation. And sometimes it can feel that way, you know. It can feel that we are that small. It can feel that we are just being tossed and turned in these thundering waves that threaten us, that threaten to sink the ship that we're in, that draw us off our path, you know, be it by our own choices or by the choices of the world. They are trying to rock our boat and take us away from our heading, from our heading into the port where uh, the Lord dwells. The world is chaotic. It's a fallen world. It's It's dangerous. It's evil. It's not a peaceful place. However, when we rest in the peace of the Holy Spirit, when we clothe ourselves in the Holy Spirit, when we trust enough and we have faith in God, these waters become calm. They become still. There's no other calmer place in the world than those waters when we are resting in Him. I really hope you all enjoyed the poem No Calmer Waters and the short devotional going into, you know, why I wrote it and what it all means. And yeah, again, this is just such a privilege and such a blessing that I have this platform and the time to be able to do this work and share these devotions and my poems with all of you. I'm so blessed for all of you that are listening in and I really hope and pray that you leave this listening session feeling encouraged in your own walk, uh, feeling encouraged in your own faith. And yeah, that just in everything that the Lord will give you the gift of peace, that the Holy Spirit will make you his dwelling place and give you the fruit of peacefulness. And in any situation, be it by your own choosing, be it by mistake, or be it by the choice of the world, that you will find peace and grace and love, and that you will experience no calmer waters than the waters that flow from heaven. Grace and peace be with you all, and I'll catch you in the next episode. 